You're listening to an Englishman in the Balkans. Welcome to an Englishman in the Balkans, the podcast that takes you on a captivating journey into the heart of Bosnia and Herzegovina and the wider Western Balkans. Each episode, we delve into the rich history, vibrant culture, and hidden gems of this beautiful country. Through engaging conversations and personal anecdotes, we aim to bridge the gap between the Balkans and the rest of the world. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired, entertained, and connected. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Hello and welcome along to episode 37 of the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. In this episode, we're talking about some facts concerning Bosnia-Herzegovina. I don't know about you, but when I am Googling or Binging or using whatever browser that you may possibly have uh, to find out things about Bosnia and Herzegovina, there's a plethora of blog posts with 10 fun facts, things you should know. And I thought that we could do the same here on our podcast, but to look at some sensible facts and some slightly wacky, offbeat, maybe weird facts as well. So for the next 20 minutes or so, Let's check some of those out. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. So we're here today and uh, we're going to talk about um, weird things to do with Bosnia and Herzegovina. Weird things to do in Bosnia and Herzegovina. No, to do with Bosnia and Herzegovina. To do with? How can you do things with Bosnia? Well, I'm just going to... I've, I've been doing some research on Bosnia and Herzegovina and, and there's always, you know, um, all the standard 10 fun facts, 10 places to go and stuff like that. But I've been doing a little bit of research so I've got some things to talk about you don't know what they are so hopefully I won't shock you um, too much and I don't know whether I should call these weird facts or things that you might not know about Bosnia Herzegovina anyway I know one thing that people might go on what well let's let's kick on with the okay you can so so at the end of it you can you can do it at the end okay okay fine did you know no (laughs) <laughs> that Bosnia and Herzegovina is number 11 in the world for coffee com- uh, consumption. Number 11 in the world for coffee consumption. consumption? No, I didn't. I know we like coffee here, but it's not like a big thing. But well, that, that, that's a quite good thing. Your country, the country that we're sat in recording this podcast, is number 11 for coffee consumption, right? Um Common coffee drinks, they say, such as espressos, lattes and instant coffee are popular in the country. But actually, your own form of traditional coffee is very different, which is true, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a Turkish coffee, like very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And well, the way we make it, it's quite different. Yeah. But we also drink lots of espresso coffee in coffee bars. I know that. People love sitting in coffee bars. That's one of the things. <laughs> 
I'm going to say this, isn't it? Go on. We have more coffee bars than Berlin, isn't it? Uh, Munich. Is that one of the Munich. Funds? Munich. Munich, yeah, we have more. Yes, it's true. Banja Luka has more. Banja Luka has more coffee yeah. bars than Munich. And Banja Luka is in Bich, so, yeah, so that's um, one of the weirdest things as well, I guess. So normally people would get raw coffee beans that have been roasted. You grind them by hand. You put boiling water with it. And then you create this really thick foam. Foam. Coffee foam. And you drink it from a cup with no handle. Yes. But I've always, I mean, I know the Jezvar, which is a pot, has got a long handle. Yes. But. Um, it's called Filjan. Is that, a, is that a cup without a handle? Yes. It's called, fil, we call it Filjan. A Filjan. Yes. Is that a ceramic, glass, or is it copper? It's, uh, it used to be porcelain, I think, mm. or ceramic. But uh, now people use normal cups as well. So they don't drink necessarily from those cups. They used to be maybe back in the day, they used those without handle. Now they use normal cups and or small cups. It's a smaller cup than a coffee cup, like is a it, standard it, American coffee cup. Is it like the ones I brought back from Ethiopia? Yes. They are a little bit smaller than those. And you drink it with the sugar cube in your mouth. Yes, you can dip the sugar cube in uh -huh. a coffee, then you take a small bite of dissolved sugar on a sugar cube, and then you sip it. You sip coffee over it, and then you let the coffee and the sugar enter your body at the same time. <laughs> does now, that make any sense? It does, it does. We drink our coffee out of a mocha pot, don't we? We, we have the mocha pot on the stovetop. Yeah. Those Italian, yeah, uh, they're called mocha of, pots, uh, espresso pots, yeah, yeah, and we like uh, percolators, uh -huh. and we like the brand of coffee that is sold in DM, the coffee, yes. the, the German shop in in Bosnia, yes. DM. How how often do we buy a bag of mm, coffee? I think we drink two or three bags per month. Two or three bags a month. Yes, we, so we spend about uh, thirty marks uh -huh. for coffee a month. So three sometimes bags. sometimes maybe even four bags, but we also have a powder coffee. Powder nest that we drink, I don't know. Okay. Because we have to drive and buy it, buy DM coffee. But the DM we coffee. we don't have a DM near here. How many grams in one bag? Uh, 500 grams. So we drink. Half a kilo. We drink 1.5 kilo a month. Yes. Three or four bags, I'm not sure. Two kilos, I'd say. Well, we're not normal people in Bosnia and Herzegovina because a normal citizen drinks an estimated 6.1 kilos oh of God. coffee in a year, which means we drink in a double. Year. Yeah, we drink double the amount of coffee. Yes, but the time. coffee that we are using is uh, it, it, it's a filter coffee. It's different from Bosnian coffee. It's a German filter coffee. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a fair trade. They say we are buying point, organic fair trade. They say the citizens drink an estimated six point one kilo of coffee per person. They didn't say whether it's Dumacha coffee, you know, domestic coffee, Bosnian coffee, Turkish coffee, or whether it's okay, espresso. But how do you weight the coffee? Do you weight when you brew it with water, or do you weight how many bags you buy? Mm, good question. <laughs> I'll have to find out about that. Now, one of the fun facts about you is that you have dual nationality, right? Yes. You're Canadian. Yes. And and from Bosnia Herzegovina. Yes. Don't go crazy about this. Okay. But if you were asked, could you sing the Canadian national anthem? Uh I think I know a little bit. <laughs> it starts off with Oh Canada. Oh Canada, yes. Yeah, great. And most Canadians I used to know it. And most and most Canadians can sing their national anthem. I think they can, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because here's a fun fact the Bosnian national anthem has no words. Oh, it has how no cool lyrics. Is that? The country that has, saves us from all the singing. Yeah, the country has made numerous efforts to create lyrics for the national anthem. It hasn't succeeded 
because there are three constituent people and no one can yeah, agree because on because we are complicated. Because you are very com- complicated. How do you say complicated in your language? Mismo complicovani. See, now you're learning something today. Complicovani. So there are no official languages. And I think Bosnia-Herzegovina must be one of the few countries in the world that doesn't have lyrics. So we that's great. Just, all, all we should just sing, sing it in French or English. That would be a great way of having a national anthem. Yeah. That way... We don't touch any of the nationalities. That's right. But you certainly couldn't sing we or, are... Or we could do it in Latin. You could. But then again, you couldn't sing we are united because that's not quite true, is it? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Next thing, your money. Yes. Bosnian currency cannot be bought or exchanged anywhere in a country. That is so true. It's what? It, it, Bosnian currency cannot be exchanged... Exchanged anywhere outside of the country. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Oh, no, that is not true. Can you do it in Serbia? Yes, you can do it in Serbia. Okay, the currency is the uh, convertible mark or BAM, Bosnian, because yes. BA Bosnia. stands for, yeah. Bosnian mark. Right. You have the last jungle in Europe. That's true. We do have that, which we should have visited last summer, but they Why didn't we? Ankle. Yeah, I broke my ankle. Um, I'm so gonna so try. that's a fun fact about <laughs> I'm going to get my pronunciation really wrong. The Peruchica. 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 Peruchica is the last jungle in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and it's in our country. That's right. The borders with the Montenegro. Right. And um, the trees there are older than 20,000 years old. Can you imagine if you were allowed to cut one down and you wouldn't be, but if you could, you'd spend your whole lifetime trying to count the rings. You, you know that inside I every... Know. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. there. But so you can't maybe, th- the, maybe this year we're going to go and do that. Yeah, because it says, um, and we know that you can take guided tours into the nature reserve you just can't wander in there on your own but we were going and i went and broke my ankle yes i want to get that sorted right on friday sarajevo okay the tram network in sarajevo is one if not the oldest in europe you didn't know that did you no no right it was originally built to serve as the test line for vienna's tram network so they trialed it out here first. Well, that's yeah. cool. It was opened on New Year's Eve. So 18- I guess the Austro-Hungarians made it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was opened on New Year's Eve, eighteen eighty-five, making it the first city in Europe, first city in Europe to have a and, full-time. And 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 look, look at the funny fact that we are not in Europe now. Yeah. Strategically, well, we are. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you're confusing. I Europe. mean, geographically, you're confusing Europe with the European Union. Okay. Anyway, so you in, in Bosnia-Herzegovina, from dawn till dusk, seven days a week, they had an operational electric tram line. How, How cool, cool is that? that? That's yeah. very cool. Uh-huh. We should protect that then. Right. Um, should be protected by UNESCO or something. I don't know if UNESCO does that sort of thing. They normally do castles and forests and traditional things. Why I don't not, know. Maybe why not railways? Why not indeed? And who owns the railway? Do we know? Um, is it the, the government? The tr- the tr- or well, the tramway is now run by Sarajevo Municipal City, city I, 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 I would say. Right. Um, you've been watching tennis today. Yes, I watched Mr. Djokovic no, no, playing Djokovic and played. destroying the Novak French lives room. in Monaco. He lives in Monaco. Yeah, he lives in uh, Monaco. But he also um, has flat in Serbia. Yeah, I know, but Monaco has a coastline on the Mediterranean. Okay. Right. The Mediterranean is linked to the Adriatic, the Adern. Yes. Okay, right. Monaco has the shortest coastline in the world. 
Not true. It is. Monaco has the shortest coastline in the world. Fo- I thought it was Bosnia. No, you're you're in number two here. You oh. have the second shortest coastline. Which is um, 23 kilometers. Yeah, no, 20 kilometers long. Well, 20, 20, 23, let's not argue. How cool is that? It is. Um, so maybe this year, if uh, we have problem with corona and vaccines and things, maybe we'll go to, to Neum for summer vacation instead of going to Montenegro, depending what's going to happen. But 20 kilometers isn't very long, is it? For, I mean... I thought we, that, that was the shortest. No, no, no. Monaco is the shortest. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> the word Bosnia, do you know what it means? Uh, I think Bosnia means... Uh, uh, those, uh, how do you say in English? Um, <clears throat> water sources. Very close, sweetheart. It's like a spa. Very close. Spa, spa thing. Uh, according to uh, Anton Meyer, a researcher, Bosnia translates into English to running water. Running water, yes. Mm-hmm. I knew it was something like uh, that. The name of the country, it's got Indo-European roots to yes, its name. Yes, because we have lots of water sources. Yeah, and it's believed to be because this country has so many waterfalls, rivers and lakes. And spa water, like uh, underground water that is very healthy. That's right. And uh, we are very famous by the spa. And today we've had tremendous downpour of rain. It's sunny now with blue skies. But That means more spa water. More spa, more, more spa water. So if and you have any problems with arthritis or anything like that, you should come to Bosnia and Herzegovina and enjoy yourself in a spa because it's relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. Cheaper than anywhere else in the world, I would think. Right. Would that be another fact about could be, Bosnia? Could be, yeah, it could be. Um, and here's okay. Shoot here, me with one more fact. Here, Shock me with something. Gonna, we're only doing nine today, or eight or nine, because we're going to be different, right? For those that don't know, Bosnia Herzegovina is a country that is split up into little minor areas uh, inside, and then it's got a tremendous amount of presidents and prime ministers and politicians. Don't want to talk about that, but I'm now going to ask Darling Tamra a question, and I'm going to see if she gets it right. So here we go. Within the boundary of Bosnia and Herzegovina, okay. how many individual parts are there? And I'll help you out with one of them. Birchko district. What are the others? Individual parts? Yeah, you, there are... <clears throat> including cantons? Not including cantons. Three. Okay, what are they? Uh, Federacija and Republika Srpska. The Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yes. So Brčko district there yeah. is one, Federacija broj 2 and Republika Srpska broj 3. Wrong. What's wrong? There are four. Four. Yes. What is the fourth one? The fourth one is a micronation and it's called the Hajdučka Republika Mijata Tomića. What the hell is that? Absolutely. Since Where two- did you find that? Anyway, hang on, since 2002 uh there's been a micronation. It has its own flag, currency, consul, constitution, and sole ruler. Is this something like a cryptocurrency? No. Um, right. It all happened uh, when Vinko Vukoya wanted to solve a problem in connection with the main power supply to where he lived. Uh, he lives on some unclaimed land between three municipalities, Tomislavgrad, Jablanica, and and none of those um, uh, municipalities could ever agree on who was to supply him with his power, his power supply. So he was a motel owner. 
Um, he kept asking them to solve the problem. They just didn't want to do anything about it. So finally, with his own money, he grounded his own um, republic, the Hajduchko Republika. I don't Tomita. believe that. Honestly, that's a humor. He ha- no, he has uh, 73 ministries. Uh, besides classic ones, he has one for the protection of men from violent women, for non-married men, artificial blondes, no wait, bankrupted truck, and bus drivers, vagueness, provocation, and easy women. This right? is a joke. This no, is no, a wait, 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 this wait, wait, wait. So he claimed it in 2002. Now, back in 2002, who was I working for? S4. S4, yeah. The NATO Stabilization Force. Right. As he made this proclamation in 2002, NATO's Stabilization Force was sent to investigate. Uh, once they found what it was about, they left the very same day. The Republic has no separatist or hegemonic ambitions. Um, uh, it has uh, an annual day. It has no other political parties. And there is the um, uh, event every year that people go to called the Triba Slagat i Ostat Živ, to lie and stay alive. Treba Slagat i Ostat Živ. Yeah, that's every you, year. You on... should lie and to stay alive. Yeah, and on the, that's held on the 16th of October uh, so that's every year, right, sorry. However, in 2009, on the 16th of October, no, President Vinko Vukoya died in a car accident. And today his daughter Maria uh, is now runs it and she has the title Harambasha. Harambasha. Harambasha, right. Um, is what it, a joke. No, no, it's, he's got it. But the, the uh, authorities in Bosnia-Herzegovina, including the Constitutional Court, do not want to take any position in this so it just stays there so you can actually go uh, so he, there's no elections there then um no, it's just a family it's an autocracy um if you want to spend a little bit of money and i think i might do this Did he bought the whole area then well he owns it. it's land it's got a motel everybody goes to see the so motel it's, oh, okay it's in it's in no man's land um and if you want to spend a little bit of money it doesn't cost much apparently you can actually take citizenship and he gives or they give you a passport i never knew that and now well, there you go. We should do that and try, we, I try think and we visit should, Do you think place? we should go and go down and if they speak English, we could do a podcast about it? Yeah. Yeah. The Hajduchko Republika Miata. I, when I read it, I thought, no way. But half an hour online and it, yeah, it is. And people do turn up for the um, celebration day uh, every year. Okay. We should do that then, definitely. See, I think that this guy... Most probably was born in Shiroki Brig because people in Shiroki Brig are quite capable. Are capable, <laughs> and he, yeah, uh, that's a big thing here in Bosnia. If you if you find somebody that is quite quite sensible and can do things, they're what quite. What is that on? Uh... On what? We're looking out the studio window. What? So yeah, capable people from Shiroki Brig and elsewhere. And Herzegovina. And, and Herzegovina. Um, so that's it for this um, episode of the podcast. I thought doing something unusual. Would would sort of like lighten everything up. Because okay, that, that's it. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you some questions. What about the the fact that Banja Luka has the most prettiest girls in the whole would region? Would you like to tell us about that? Yes, we have the most prettiest girl in the whole region. And there's also the fact about Banja Luka. I'm talking about Banja Luka, not but I mean, Banja Luka is in Bosnia and Herzegovina, is that we have seven girls to one guy. So, Can you some, believe that? Some people in, in Banja Luka, though, get annoyed when, when that is said. I remember, do you remember when they had so the... So anywhere you go and travel within the Balkan region, uh, if you ask where are the most beautiful girls, they will tell you, in Banja Luka. 
I have to say... We I, don't know what, what ugly means. No, I know. I have to actually believe you on this and back you up because my friend Rista uh, and another friend I've got called Boyan, they're both from Skopje in uh, northern, come to northern Macedonia. They said, we want to come and visit you, Dave. We want to come and visit you. To and find I, a wife. And that's true. They said, <laughs> we're going to go and see... And then when we were... Do you remember when we were in Kosovo? Um, uh, Astrid and... Um, all the rest of the team said, yeah, back in the days of the former Yugoslavia, people used to come all the way to this city. To see the most beautiful girls in Europe, I would say. Huh? Now, <laughs> one of the things, I mean, it'd be, it would be, I'm sure it would be now classed as sexist or politically incorrect. But you and I want, to, want, want more people to find out about the great things about Bosnia-Herzegovina, to come here and visit and all the rest of it, and, you know, and there's bridges and there's waterfalls and all the other things that you're going to find out about on the podcast. But I, I'm sure if we said, why don't you come and see some beautiful, see some beautiful they most probably think we're, we're into sex trafficking or something. Yeah, that's true. Which we're not. <laughs> but it is true. And um, was it, no, it was the year before last, the mayor, mm-hmm. who at the time was Mr. Radojic, he got stickers, city stickers, didn't he? Yes. For the Vi- you know, if you use Viber, if you go to Viber, I don't know if you can find them now. If you want them, just send us an email. You'll find that in the, in the, the podcast show notes below. I've got a copy somewhere. I think when we downloaded them, mm-hmm. but he he had stickers. You know, like you get kisses and I love you and all that, don't you? Yes. He said he got a set of stickers which showed the cathedral, uh, the Fehadia Mosque. Basically, some of the city famous buildings. S- s- some of the famous. And also, there's one seven to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah said seven to one. And he got some serious mm-hmm, from some he of did, the people. Yes, yes, he did. He did. But the stickers are quite cool, actually. I've still got mine, and you've got yours. And that's true. It's seven to one. Maybe now it's more than that. I think I still have them, yes, on the Viber. I still use Viber. Well, Tamara, darling, sweetheart. And there's one. another one that you forgot to mention, which was very important. What happened in 1984? Yeah, in 1984 was the Olympics in the country. What is so special about that? I don't know. Would you like me to tell you as we wrap up yes. these amazing, unusual things? Wrap it up with the most amazing fact. Mm-hmm. Sarajevo uh, hosted the Winter Olympics in 1984. Not, um, it's famous for that. Yes, and Torval and Dean, the Brits getting the gold and dancing on, on the ice and all the rest of it. But what it's more famous for is the former Yugoslavia was the first communist country to host an Olympic Games. An Olympic Games. Because so, we started the Second World War too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. You, See, there's so many facts about this country. You, you started everything. First World War. First, first World War. First, first World War. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. We did. We have many things here. Yeah. That we started. But we've got to think of the positive things. Okay. So if anyone haven't heard about Bosnia Herzegovina, I'm sure they heard about that and that. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing more of the normal sort of things where you can go, what you can see. Um, we'll be talking about food a lot more in the future. Um, locations, culture, traditions and all that. But for this one, just thought it'd be rather, rather unusual because... You don't see these on most blog posts. If you go to things to see and do or to find out about, this took some serious research today. Yes, and another thing, when you come here, don't forget to eat chevap. We'll talk about chevap in another podcast. Okay, see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Time to have a shower. Yes. Not together, though. Okay, why not? (laughs) 
Tamara and me discussing some pretty unusual, I think you'll agree, some pretty unusual facts about Bosnia and Herzegovina. I hope that you've enjoyed this edition, episode 37 uh, of the podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, could you leave us a review? That would be really, really great. And if you'd like to support us, there is also a link in the show notes. If you'd like to buy us a beer or, I don't know, a sandwich or something. So that's it from us for this podcast. And we look forward to joining you in the not too distant future for another edition of the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Please stay safe during these still ever-challenging times, wherever you are in the world. And that's a wrap for this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed finding out a little more about both Bosnia and Herzegovina and the wider Western Balkans. If you've enjoyed this journey as much as we enjoy bringing it to you, please take a moment to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast. Your feedback helps us tremendously and makes a huge difference. Thank you once again for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it.